Hello. Welcome to the 17th episode of the Karstcast MovieCast. We have a special episode for you today as we will be discussing not one, but two films. Uh, Midsummer, the latest film from Ari Aster, I'm sure you've heard of it, and The Last Boy Scout, starring Bruce Willis from the 80s. Uh, Jeff will be joining us in the second half for Boy Scout and for our usual Q&A, but for now, I'm here with a special guest, our first Karstcast sophomore, uh, Taylor J. Williams. Good to have you here. Hello, thank you for welcoming me back. <laughs> of course. How have you been? Are you I've been pretty good. good. Nice. Yeah. Great. Well, I'm happy to have you on. Uh, this is like kind of a last minute thing. Uh, like we decided this, what, like two nights ago? Last night? Something yeah, something like that. Because like um, I, I wasn't expecting to talk about Midsummer again because we've both made videos on it at this point. Yeah. But I feel like we only like scratched the surface. Uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's very dense and I like, I can't stop thinking about it. Um, and I guess like before we get into because we're going to get into spoilers, what are your general thoughts on it? General thoughts? Um, Gen- for anyone who didn't already watch your video, I checked it out and I'm just curious. What, do you, what, are your, what are your general thoughts? Liked it a lot. Probably best cinematography of the year, at least. Um, huh. My biggest gripes with it were some of the thematic juggling it did wasn't quite as airtight as hereditary but for the most part i did like it a lot gotcha nice um i'm pretty much the same except for i think it's i liked it a little bit better than hereditary still love hereditary um and we'll get more into that but yeah i thought it was just it was very different um kind of like how i we both described it in our videos like it's very open and a lot looser than hereditary yeah for sure and like some people will like that i that's like definitely something i liked about it a bit more um but yeah i i kind of loved it the more that i think about i really didn't like it that much as when i first got out i don't know if your opinions have shifted on it much um but my initial thoughts were kind of like that was fine but yeah it's definitely uh sitting well with me and i'm Mm -hmm. I think gradually enjoying it more the more I think about it and stuff. But right. yeah, when I when I left Hereditary, I was like awestruck, and I like <laughs> had to collect myself for a while afterward. Um, right. Yeah. And that wasn't so much the case with this film, which is surprising because I feel like more there are more shocking images in this mm-hmm. movie and stuff. But um, yeah, overall, it's still. Yeah, I don't know exactly how to explain it. It's not... It doesn't yeah. have the initial punch that Hereditary has, but it's like mm-hmm. a, a slowly creeping... whatever you want to call it. Exactly, yeah. Do you think it's because this came after Hereditary that it wasn't as, like, shocking? I don't want to say not shocking. It was still pretty shocking. But, like, do you think... Because at least what I'll say is, like, I knew it would be messed up going into it like i kind of knew what to expect whereas hereditary i also knew but i didn't know that like it would leave me like speechless like you said (laughs) um yeah hereditary i i I knew it would be spooky um (laughs) but but obviously there's that scene about half an hour in oh yeah was was nowhere in the advertising and (laughs) what really upset me was i kept seeing 
during the development and post-production of Midsummer was that it's more messed up than hereditary and i was like don't tell mm-hmm. me that don't don't give me yeah. any expectations for this right i that's the thing i avoided a lot of like pre like hype and expectations for this one because i was like i already know i'm gonna get my hopes up if i look too much into it so i tried going in with as little expectation as possible yeah um, and i i will say um at the beginning i was sort of thinking what how uh how like at this point are we talking about spoilers or um you know what i i think we've talked about as much as we can without spoiling it so yeah yeah i'd say we're getting spoilers now (laughs) so if you want to avoid any spoilers i would recommend skipping to the 31 minute mark thanks so obviously the first act there's some there's some fucked up shit right and um when i was watching that i was like wow this is i don't know that specifically reminded me a lot of hereditary both in how the character reacts to it and how it sort of contextualizes the rest of the movie in the same way the family tragedy contextualizes stuff in hereditary and i was like i didn't really expect these to be as similar as the setup is and obviously the rest of the movie was a Mm. lot different but um i was sort of actively thinking of hereditary in the first act of the movie no yeah same i i that's the thing i didn't expect it to be that similar at all and for it to like start off like that i was like oh so these are pretty much the same films when you get down to it um besides for that second half it definitely turns into a different film like you said yeah Yeah, uh i want to get because okay you mentioned in your video that one of your problems with it was i don't want to say problems but like one of the things about it is that the drug trip scene in the beginning where they take shrooms like i was wondering if you could elaborate on what you meant by it's what you said you were kind of like it didn't make sense like or why did it happen in the the way it did yeah that's one of my really smaller gripes with the the movie but it just seemed Mm -hmm. a little strange um like pacing wise or narratively to have them just like because you have the whole first act that takes place wherever they're from and then like the majority of the movie takes place within the same like square mile or whatever um right in the village but there's that scene where they're like a small hike away from the village and they're like this is our first stop and we're Mm -hmm. just gonna do shrooms here and then yeah. the next day we're gonna go to the the village, yeah. And I just wasn't entirely sure um, why they couldn't just like have their first trip in the village. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like it's not that I have a problem with it. I'm just like curious as to why it was why like a separate that, yeah. step. Yeah, because I think like the having like an initial drug trip with no weirdness to begin i mean there was some weirdness but like to have just a normal drug trip to establish what it's like for them was necessary but i'm on the same boat where it's i don't know why it had to happen like like i don't know why it couldn't have happened maybe at home i don't know i guess because then they wouldn't be in the camp but like i agree it's kind of weird that they chose like a whole different area to the camp for this to go down um yeah but who but, knows? I, I didn't... That's the thing. I didn't have a problem with that scene. I kind of loved it. It just definitely feels a Yeah, little... it was really fun. Um, just the antics of their trip also. I feel <clears throat> yeah, like that was yeah, the yeah, most... Yeah. Um, 
grounded part of the the surrealist aspects of the film because mm-hmm. i mean it when they're just like i need to lay down everyone else please lay down with me mm-hmm. oh no there's yeah, a new yeah. person i can't handle a new person <laughs> yeah and like reacting to the whole like why is it light out and all that stuff yeah in, in the trailer i expected that line to be because i didn't know in the trailer that they were on shrooms right um, yeah so when he's like that's impossible the sky is blue i was like what is this dialogue but it made more sense in the scene yeah for sure um i read a thing uh before seeing it um it was like an indie wire article on like his ari aster's inspirations for the film and i saw it was like scenes from a marriage which makes sense um because of all the breakup talk um and then he listed climax which i thought it was funny um but when i watched the film i was like oh this makes a lot of sense like those (laughs) like the early shots of them like the way the camera moves like when they're driving into it i thought that was just like very nauseating upside down Mm -hmm. yeah but didn't they have a shot like that in hereditary too the upside down like it tracks her head down a maybe <laughs> it's possible i don't know i haven't rewatched. have you rewatched hereditary at all like how um, many times I, have you seen it i saw it twice in theaters and then i watched it again well actually i tried watching it one more time at my friend's dorm but a few of my friends got really drunk and had to uh, uh had to cut it short like 20 minutes in and oh then god that's a whole on whole halloween we ended it. up yeah then on halloween we ended up rewatching it ah so nice. i've seen it like 3.2 times nice and has your opinion like gone up in the process or has it remained pretty consistent um my my opinion was pretty pretty high (laughs) like it was it was kind of difficult to go up i don't i wouldn't say it's gone down but um i will say watching it in like a dorm common room with people who are like kind of cracking jokes about the movie made it a little less of an experience but i think that's more the setting i watched it in rather than the film itself yeah gotcha that's the thing about this one is i feel like it can get away with being i mentioned this briefly in my video but like being a fun group movie while simultaneously working as like a dark like experience because i don't know i i feel like the characters are definitely like having a bit more i don't want to say fun but they're having a better time than Tony Collette, at least. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to say that, but like, because they're clearly in pain. But they're definitely like a bit more lighthearted than that. Yeah, um, I definitely think um, Hereditary's quickly gaining cult classic status, and I think mm-hmm. that's just because it's such a, uh, you know, such a fresh and gripping mm-hmm. movie and stuff. But I I see Midsummer also becoming a cult classic, but for more. Um, similar reasons to something like the Rocky Horror Picture Show or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I definitely, yeah. I got first, um, like, f- the original Suspiria vibes with it, kind of. Yeah, Just in how, like, airy it is and how it's, some people will argue it's, like, kind of style over substance-ish uh, and just kind of goofy, but, yeah. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but I, that's kind of no, I, 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 get it from. I definitely <laughs> feel the the same kind of like 
goofiness but in an endearing way mm-hmm. um and definitely it's definitely self-aware mm-hmm. um for i think pretty much all of it yeah um so i'm curious because i don't think you touched on it that much in your video i didn't touch on it that much in my video but i'm curious of what you think the whole thing like <laughs> represented just because a lot of people have had some different takes a lot of people are saying it's about grief some people well there's the grief thing there's the relationship thing some people say it's about like western cultures perception of other cultures and uh it could be about like all of them at the same time but i'm curious like what your main takeaway was from it or what yeah you it's think, definitely yeah. it's definitely tackling a lot um mm-hmm. i think first and foremost it is a breakup movie more than anything yes definitely but i also think at least the intentions of the film just below being a breakup film are also about not necessarily grief but um i guess like lacking a family because mm-hmm. pelle talks to her about like i lost my parents too and then <clears throat> these people embraced me and yeah yeah i didn't really think about until after i had like a few hours after i'd seen the movie that aside from the end like showing that she's moved on from this relationship and is like breaking it off and stuff she's also simultaneously accepting these people as her family yeah Um, yeah and i think the intention was definitely that but i do think the sense of that theme was sort of absent from the latter half of the movie right that's that is yeah that's true because i i definitely got like that i don't know it feels like it it was addressing certain things at the beginning and you brought this up too like the suicide thing that happens at the very beginning and it completely just ditches all of that out the door near the second yeah, half and, and it was such an elaborate like murder suicide setup with like the carbon monoxide rig and stuff I was, right it's awful like <laughs> it's one of those things like it could have been anything and he was just like let me think of the most <clears throat> fucked up scenario mm-hmm. just because I can yeah that's yeah um well, one thing I was um because I also do think the whole Western people not embracing other ideas um, theme is is pretty prevalent. One thing I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about in my video that I actually considered making a follow-up, just really quick video about, um, mm-hmm. but that would have been, like, I don't really have an authoritative stance on this, and I wanted it to be more of a conversation, and yeah. I realized we were doing this so I could bring it up here. Yeah. Um, is like the the cultural implications of the movie because you know obviously being from the country we are we can't really uh we don't know much about midsummer festivals but um Mm -hmm. for instance there's that scene where the people are you know jumping off the cliff and simon and connie are like this is fucked what is this and yeah pelly's like no this is just this is just what we this is part of the ceremony it's not a bad thing or whatever and between like those lines and the way simon and connie are kind of framed there's like a sort of distance from them so i i do think it's kind of saying like it's sort of like criticizing them for not embracing the ideas of the the village or whatever Mm -hmm. um but at the same time this is definitely a, a horror movie and it's definitely supposed to be we're definitely supposed to be like this is all fucked up shit 
mm-hmm. but there's also a sense of like justifying everything as just another culture and so mm-hmm. i'm not it's a little muddled but i think intentionally so um what exactly it's trying to say about other cultures i was wondering yeah. what, what you thought about that no yeah i i i think the main place where like you said where that theme comes into play is that ritual scene with the cliff um and you're right the intentions of it are very all over the place because when you put it like that it makes it seem like the movie is kind of poking fun at the audience or critiquing us for being scared at another that's the thing because like it's supposed to be fucked up but it's like it's kind of like making fun of us for thinking it's fucked up for being a separate culture from our own and so i i have no idea yeah, uh, it's, it's really weird to try to try to figure out what exactly, exactly it's trying to say there i'm very curious on like not to say like sweden is exactly like this but i want <laughs> i want to hear like more i want to hear the thoughts from people that aren't like american like i do want it like i don't know because i think it, yeah a big i got a part comment this... on my video yeah um i got a comment that was like i as a swede i can understand how uh <laughs> Our midsummer festivals probably look pretty scary. <laughs> and I was like, what are you trying to say? Like, how much are you saying of yeah. this movie applies <laughs> it's, to... It's uh, true. It's funny, because I was looking up, like, one of the characters' names and then midsummer because the movie, and I got this YouTube video of these people, like, from, like, 2016 vlogging their midsummer experience. Oh and they God. had, like, an identical maypole that they had set up in, like, their backyard oh my god and i was like wow this is okay real. so a lot of this yeah. is pretty pretty close to you know obviously they're not i assume they're not murdering people but um yeah it's it's kind of walking that line um mm-hmm. and it's also i think a big aspect of it is that it is sweden like a, a country that speaks a different country or not speaks it speaks a different language because Mm -hmm. it's both americans and um british tourists who are freaked out by it so it's not Mm -hmm. just saying america specifically yeah but um obviously a big inspiration for this movie was the wicker man which i decided to watch like the day after i watched midsummer just to see how similar it was and like like it that movie is so fucking weird <laughs> but not for the reasons you'd think no, like the the, odd. the the fucked up antics of the festival are like there there aren't many at all it's like a little bit toward the end but right. just the way the movie like it's a horror movie but the music is like feels like a, a quirky 70s Harold and Maude type movie <laughs> also it's a musical Holy Which shit. I didn't realize there are like five musical numbers in it, five or six, and I was like, there was one. It's like a diegetic thing, and I was like, okay, I'm you know, buying into this. Mm-hmm. But then there was some stuff that's like, I'm not, I'm not buying that this is them actually singing within the, the scene. This is, <laughs> I don't know. It was so bizarre. Is that the one with? And I, I'm. Is that the one with Nick Cage? He's in different... the remake. Okay, gotcha. The, like... the one with the bees. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> um, and honestly, 
I I'm pretty sure. I mean, I haven't seen that version. I've just seen the you know the scene with the bees. But I'm pretty <laughs> sure that one has more like fucked up festival antics, and yeah. so it's probably even closer to Midsummer than the original Wicker Man. <laughs> Because most of the Wicker Man is just like a murder mystery, and then the last 20 minutes have like a couple festival things. But Damn. it's. So it's weird that people are. Like, obviously, there are some images from it that are pretty closely mm-hmm. recreated in Midsummer, but it's far from copying that movie by any means. Yeah. Do you think, like, Ari. Because, I mean, they're so similar, a lot of people pointed this out. Um, like it's so similar to the Wicker Man, as well as like I think the other. There's another movie called the other Midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah, <laughs> with a with a main character named Christian. Right. Yeah. I mean, do you think? Because I think Ari Aster's like too smart of a guy to you know, like directly rip him off. Like, and he doesn't do that by any means. But like do you see this as kind of a critique of those films and how other cultures have been like portrayed in horror films and whatnot? Cause I kind of, I mean, that's kind of what you were saying earlier. Um, I'm starting to realize that like, that might be what this film was doing uh, as like a meta commentary on the genre. Yeah. Or like, just like it is one giant like response to the wicker man. Like I can, <laughs> I can sort of see that, but I did read an interview with um, with Ari Aster where he like specifically says that this is a folk horror movie and he wants to stay true to the genre. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But okay. I definitely see how some like modernization can be seen as like meta commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Well, yeah, I wanted to touch on um. A part that I think we disagreed on, uh, which is Will Poulter as Mark. Mm, right. Um, yeah. So I I definitely appreciated the comic <laughs> relief he provided. Okay. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just thought there were a couple moments where it was a little too, um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's one of those Ari Aster things where it is something that happens in real life. Like there are people that are as over the top douchey as him. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, even a bunch of people I know, but on screen there are just some lines where it's like, you know, maybe dial it down a little bit. Like when they're in the car and he's like, "How long until we get there?" And they're like, four hours." And he's like, "Oh, are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> it's like, okay, man, you're for you flew from the U.S. to Sweden. You can right. last a four-hour car ride. <laughs> you don't have to be that insufferable. But for the, the most part, like, I was. Who's going to tell those people they're walking funny? I just thought... (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was... I don't know. It's like... You're right. It did get to a point where it was definitely, like, excessive. Like, I don't think Ari Aster knew how to control... Like, there was just... There there was a bit too much of it, if I'm being honest. Like, I'm on the same page with that. Like, a lot of it was definitely funny. Like, he's mm -hmm. walking around with a vape pen. But then... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so some of it, I think, just, like slightly delves into that sort of territory for mm-hmm. the most part i was cool with it i like will poulter yeah and i liked the group dynamic mm-hmm. and i especially liked you know aside from like him on his own what he sort of brought out in christian oh yeah 
I think he was like a critical part of the the group. Yeah, obviously. for sure. I mean, yeah. Uh, so kind of related. I was just curious because we've compared, and everybody's been comparing this to Hereditary. Like one is tight, one is open, one is loose, whatever. Um, <laughs> what do you like want slash? Do you think like Ari Aster would do? Like, like, what do you want him to see? What do you want him to do, like, after this? Like, kind of, I don't know. Like, I kind of want to see more Midsummer type of stuff. Like, I want him to get weirder, obviously. Um, and yeah. also play more into comedy. Because while I think, like, the excessiveness of Mark was, you know, annoying. And, like I said, excessive. I want, I, I think, like, he knows how to do humor really well, which I wasn't yeah, expecting. Because there wasn't a lot of that in Hereditary. Um, yeah. So I want to see more of that. But I don't know. I, I want to see that done in a more like tight film like Hereditary. But Yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. I think it would be nice for him to make a non-horror film. Because he, he's made two mm-hmm. great horror films. And there's first two films. I feel like if he makes one more, then he'll like sort of dig a hole for himself that he's a horror director yeah. and then he won't be able to do anything else and mm-hmm. you know when you watch like you've seen the strange thing about the Johnsons right mm-hmm. yeah there's obviously it's like <laughs> it's, it's obviously fucked up and he's it, it's got this really deranged sense of humor but it is you know a, a dark comedy it's right. definitely not a horror film but it's mm-hmm. still you can still watch all three movies and be like yeah this is definitely the same person which is especially surprising considering how different it is from hereditary but there's there's something about it that um i can't quite articulate what it is but like it's specifically ari aster and Mm -hmm. so yeah i would like to see him make a feature that's sort of along the lines of the strange thing about the johnsons yeah for sure i want to see him do a rom-com yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> God, I can't imagine. <laughs> like a, a breakup movie, but like just a standard breakup movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, that's kind of... I'm sure I'll come up with more things to say. And like I said, we just scratched the surface with the... I think I wish people would talk about the cultural thing a bit more. Because yeah. like the breakup stuff is obvious. The grief stuff is sort of there. Um, actually, I'll touch on that real quick. I think the grief aspect of this film was done really poorly and inconsistently. Yeah. And that's, I don't know. Like, I mean, it was there. Someone could argue that it's there, but it's just really subtle near the end. Because, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought that would have been a really cool idea to tackle, although I guess he did a lot of that in Hereditary. But, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That, that was my biggest problem with the the movie um Mm -hmm. and also the thesis rivalry subplot yeah you brought that up it was kind of i mean like it exemplified christian being a bad person outside of because like with his relationship he's kind of in a tight spot where it's Mm -hmm. just like they're not really good for each other but Mm -hmm. that whole thing is like he's also just kind of a bad person yeah yeah. i liked that but i didn't really see how it tied into anything else that happened in the movie and yeah. apparently there's like a lot of 
deleted footage there was like a three-hour cut where there's a lot more time invested in that subplot and Mm -hmm. according to a youtube commenter i don't i i'll have to fact check that but um (laughs) i'm sort of curious as to you know maybe the stuff that was deleted sort of contextualized it and tied it in with the rest of the stuff a little more but if yeah. that's the case why was it cut out i guess it's a long movie anyway but right um yeah it it definitely like messed up my morals with it because not only did it make christian out to be not just a bad boyfriend but a bad person but it also made me like mark a lot or not mark josh um it made me like him a lot more and looking back at it, I don't think I was supposed to like Josh that much. I mean, yeah, I, I do was, think... but, you know, he had his fair share of... Like, the thesis thing was a problem. And when they put it in that context where it's like... it's They kind of put him out as the good guy, it really kind of... And I guess that was the point. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's sort of hard to... Because, like, I saw his thing as, like, he's sort of a weeb for, uh, <laughs> for this kind of stuff. <laughs> And sort of a commenting sweep. on like the the fetishization of that sort of thing. Yeah. But I I do agree that like they make him out to be the victim, so we sort of root for him in that plot, even mm-hmm. though it's critiquing him. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll have sure. to sit on that a little more, mm-hmm. see if I like the ambiguity of that or yeah. how much I I do or don't. Yeah. But that that is a good point. Cool. Well, uh, I don't know about you. I'm probably gonna rewatch it. Yeah, at for some sure. point. It definitely. I, I was not in the mood to, after when it was over. I was like, I never want to see that again. But <laughs> as the days go by, I'm like, I need to see it again. I want to take some of my uh, less film buff friends to see it. <laughs> yes, I want to take my like, mom. Oh, that's a, a fun little <laughs> horror movie. You've seen The Conjuring, right? It's just like that. <laughs> Paranormal Activity, sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, yeah, I gave it a um, 4.5 out of 5. I believe you gave it a 4. Yeah. Cool. I'm, yeah. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty firm on the, on the 8 out of 10. That's a good one. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. Um, yeah. Cool. I mean, I definitely liked it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's, I definitely it's don't still see it as a pretty a, good movie. A sophomore slump by any means. No. <laughs> um, well, cool. Just real quick, uh, are you finished with <laughs> Stranger Things yet? Oh, I am. You are? Yes. Oh, man. I wish we had more time. <laughs> yeah. We could do that another episode. But wait, okay, generally, did you like that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I liked it for the most cool. part. I, cool. My, I'll say my quick thing. I, I don't think yeah, seasons yeah. two or three are like... I think there's a wide gap between the second two seasons and the first season. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. But even though a lot of... The past two seasons have felt pretty lazy. It's still fun. It's still right. got characters that you wish you were friends with. And mm-hmm. <laughs> I honestly think Stranger Things is like, it's sort of the beginning. It was sort of the beginning of the end of like 80s nostalgia and people starting to like get sick of it or oversaturated. But yeah. all that's like the one show or movie that I'll just like give it the go ahead to be as... Oh yeah, nostalgia baity as it wants. <laughs> it does it so well. Yeah, just the subtleties with like the font choices. Yeah, the font choices go a long way, but uh, better than the 
subtitles in Midsummer. I will say, yeah, which I'm glad you pointed out. Font. It was so bad. I'm like, just do the standard like Helvetica yellow that everyone yeah, like, does. This, Don't. <laughs> this isn't. This isn't a video essay. Okay. Well, if you uh, have any other thoughts, feel free me. to spill them. I uh, I think I've gotten out everything I have to say for now <laughs> until I see it again. Great. Well, thanks for being on for a second time. Um, yeah, thanks for having we'll, me again. <laughs> we'll happily have you on another time with Jeff, hopefully here. Yeah, we can <laughs> talk about Florida. Promise he hasn't. Yeah, we can't have two people from Florida on the same podcast at the same it's time. The, the rule. It's, just, <laughs> it's the rule. Um, well, anyways, again, thanks for being on. And... Um, yeah, hey everyone, before we get into the second part with Jeff, I just want to give a disclaimer that Jeff's mic is not the best, but it's, you know, it's pretty decent. Uh, but anyways, thanks. Hello. Welcome to the second part of episode 17 of the Carscast MovieCast. I'm here, not with Taylor anymore, but with Jeff. <laughs> yeah. Which... <laughs> um, Taylor and I have a feud. That's why we never appear on the podcast at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they got in a big fight years ago in... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. Some fanfic. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jeff, would you like to give a... I want to say I'm not a fan of Stolen Valor, Karsten. <laughs> I was not in the military. Oh. Would you I like... I do not claim to be. Uh, would you like to give a little bit of a disclosure for the current setup here? Or just like, I yeah, guess it so... could be a disclosure slash like, how's your week been? What What are you up to right yeah. now? Yeah. I mean, it's really all tied into the, the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's all the um, same. Are, are, am I right in saying that we are both in our childhood homes right now? We are surrounded by things that, yeah, made up our childhood. Yeah, weird things. <laughs> weird things. Yeah. <laughs> so you are in Minnesota. I am in Indian Rocks Beach, Florida. Yep. Cool. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so then the disclaimer is that I did not bring all of my uh, very fancy podcasting equipment that I use to podcast with such good quality and broadcast it into your homes <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm using um like a 10 year old never opened headset uh that my dad had lying around and then my brother's computer that i borrowed hey we made it work we almost yeah, honestly i'm gonna be annoyed if this sounds as good as the normal recordings because so. <laughs> that means i just like wasted all my time like setting up like audio interfaces and stuff yeah if this does so really up, yeah if it does end up shitty um the first half with taylor was pretty good so cancels each other out <laughs> we don't... does that mean i get replaced permanently <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll just leave a little thing in the middle that goes hey guys the rest of this does not sound good uh <laughs> you can just leave now if you want <laughs> but um but please stay but please stay yeah well anyways um Big week for yeah. Jeff. How's your how's your yeah how's your week been? Uh, it's been fine. I went to my cabin. Um, you didn't was... talk about this with Taylor, right? No, I didn't. We got right into business. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, I went to my cabin for the fourth, which I have to say, overrated holiday. Uh, not my it favorite. It get it's way it gives me the same stress New Year's Eve does. Not as much as New Year's Eve, but uh, because it's just they there's so much pressure to do something. And to really like celebrate. Yeah, there's it. a lot of pressure, and it's yeah. It's like I would rather just like chill, right? Which I just, guess that is kind of the pressure is to chill, but it's like the chill with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Chill in you like know? a cool way. 
not yeah but it's yeah exactly it's chill in a cool way where it's like if you're not with a large group of people all hanging out drinking then they're everyone's like you did it wrong bro yeah exactly yeah they're like wow pretty lame fourth I'm like it's just yeah. another day yeah what was that there your third of july <laughs> um yeah i did a lot of a certain thing that i will save for my recommendation for today that uh, so i'll keep you guys on the edge of your seats uh <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not as it's not that gross sound as that yeah not sound good at all <laughs> at least you said save for the recommendation i thought you were gonna say like i'll save that just that's for me that's for me <laughs> that's only for me to know i'm just gonna let you guys know i did a lot of something uh, <laughs> i did a lot of something but i can't say it <laughs> um i did watch stranger things three okay don't talk about that at all because I <laughs> I started my re because I didn't rewatch the first season for season two, mm-hmm. but I am now since it's been like a while I'm rewatching the whole thing before I get to uh, season three. That's a good way of going about it. Which I didn't. Well, it would have been better if I did that like starting like a month ago and then I would have finished it mm-hmm. when this one came out and then I would have already been watching this one. Right. So um, I didn't. It was it was like half of a well implemented. Uh, it was like half of a well-implemented plan. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I won't talk about that at all. Uh, but good. We ooh, we can talk about that in the future, though. We can. I, I kind of teased it with Taylor, so I'll tease it again with you and say we'll talk about it. We can talk about today's film, though, which is The Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. Starring Bruce Willis. Why did we say from... it together? I don't know. It did that, not that, sync up for me, but it like must for me, have for I you. Said it with you, yeah. <laughs> uh, it is from 1991, directed by Tony Good Scott. Year, yes, great. Actually, isn't that like one of the better years for movies? Or no? Was that a different? I was just saying that because I was born in 1991. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Um, I would like to say before we go any further that I just want to acknowledge your mug. I feel like I've acknowledged it a few. It's it's really good. It is for any listeners out there. It's I just took a screenshot. It's Jeff's uh, profile picture on a mug. It's profile picture from Twitter. It'd be funny if it was the Cars Cast, and I didn't know you had a Cars Cast mug. But we should sell Cars Cast mugs. We should. We really should get into merch because I know my mom would like. Need some. to get into merch. My mom would too. I don't know if yeah. anyone else listening would want any. But our moms. <laughs> our moms would buy. We would be rich off our parents' money. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, this is this movie's from 1991, directed by Tony Scott, guy that did Top Gun, I believe, which I've never really? seen. Fun fact. Uh, I haven't either. <laughs> <laughs> it's a future episode. Uh the description reads, when the girl that Detective Joe Hallenbach is protecting gets murdered, the boyfriend of the murdered girl attempts to investigate and solve the case. What they discover is that there is deep-seated corruption going on between a crooked politician and the owner of a pro football team. Uh, this is one of the most ridiculous movies I've ever seen. I'll just be yeah, honest. I it is- have seen it once. <laughs> yeah, I saw it about six years ago, and... Honestly, I watched it, like, as a thing I feel like I wanted to watch. Okay. Like, I didn't watch it be- because it was a terrible film. I'm like, this looks like it'd be fun to watch. It's going to be Bruce yeah. Willis beating some people up. Playing football. Uh, well, no, I knew Bruce Willis wasn't playing football. Nah, yeah. I... <laughs> he was I, already pretty old, by even in 91. 
Oh yeah, that's true. Um, because what was Die Hard his like big thing? Is that his like first? I think so. Big. Yeah. I when think, was I think that? that was that like eighty three? Yeah. Yeah. Also, this is um nineties, not eighties. I messed that up in the beginning. But I mean, come on. Yeah. It is. We're gonna mess a lot of stuff up as we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is like I can't tell how to feel about this movie yeah no so the only thing i remember from the first time i watched it was the opening football sequence mm-hmm. uh where uh like it's like this really like in the mud like very like dirty feeling uh you know shots of them playing like the first half of football game mm-hmm. and then it's halftime uh and like this guy who's like the star player gets a call about how he owes someone money mm uh and then they go out for the second half and then uh his team's like losing and then he's like feels a lot of pressure to like pay back this money and okay here's what doesn't make any sense the guy who called him was like a like a bookie yeah and they were like you got to win the game and i'm like that's not how that even works <laughs> like you, you can't predict someone's gonna win a game the whole point is they throw the game that's how you make that's how you like make the outcome certain yeah because you can't you don't have them win the game it's not guaranteed that you win Right. If that Even was the case, you, like, play your football would be very easy. <laughs> right. So, like, that bookie, really, it's his own fault for being an idiot and asking a guy to win yeah. a game. It's like he was going to try to win the game anyways. You didn't have to put pressure on him. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so just that, even that aside, the guy comes back out. It's like the end of the game, and he needs to get a touchdown to win. Uh, he he gets the ball, and he, he gets, like, a handoff, I think. Or he gets it. Maybe he catches it, but it doesn't matter. He has the ball. He's running down the field. Someone's about to tackle him. He pulls out a gun out of his, his football pants, <laughs> which those things, I don't even know where you would keep the gun, but it's like in his waist belt and no one noticed. And then he yeah. pulls out a gun and shoots this guy in the head and then keeps running down the field. For some reason, it looks like people are still trying to tackle him after he shot a guy in the head. And then he keeps shooting more players. <laughs> and then they cut to like the, the owner in the crowd and like people don't look like that, like freaked out. They look more like disappointed. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, man, We're never going to see Not other this games. Again. <laughs> oh but yeah so that scene was insane yeah that was one of many scenes where i just straight up like gasped not in like oh that was so cool but just like what what is (laughs) it's like the uber violence of the early 90s yeah my favorite is shortly after that it's still in the first act i believe when bruce willis catches the guy in the closet and oh right he kind of like beats him up they talk it out, sort of. The guy gets yep. in the car, and the car blows up. <laughs> uh, it was right after he got punched in the stomach yeah. by Bruce Willis. Worst day for that guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, also, every gunshot in this film it sounds like like a bomb exploding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like... I will say, I not I don't know, I can't tell if it was intentional or not, but one of the funniest movies I've seen. Like if oh, I'm being yeah, it was not honest. intentional at all. <laughs> it was clearly not intentional. That's why I'm conflicted cuz it it's like awful because it's also really misogynistic. Oh, it's it is super like, misogynistic. Oh, it's it's like very much like of... oh, every all the men have to like save the women. Mhm. The way they, they have talk to protect them. Oh my god. Um yeah, we I there are just I I would say this is one of the most quotable movies I've seen as well. I mean, some of the, <laughs> I where is it? My favorite one is he's like 
Danger is my middle name. And he goes, mine is Cornelius. Tell anybody and I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Where? Why? Um, yeah. I, I can't, like, seriously critique this movie. No. But... Yeah, well, okay, what was up with the daughter? Okay, she was definitely... If I am going to critique this movie, she was my least favorite part about it. Because... Yeah, she was annoying. She, she brought the whole thing to a grinding halt. And she yeah. was, like, f- stupid, but not in, mm-hmm. like, a funny, stupid way, you know? Like, mm-hmm. she just didn't make sense in an she irritating didn't, it, it, way. It seemed like <laughs> they were trying to make her kind of a sympathetic character mm-hmm. by giving her some kind of, like, developmental dis- like, dis- like disability. Uh-huh, yeah. Yeah. What but, was that about? But then it just, like, got, like, it was, like, eliminated by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like it was someone who did not understand any of those types of things mm-hmm. was the one who wrote it, right? Because it looked they... like she was nonverbal to begin with. Yeah, where she would only talk through her stuffed animal. Yeah, and then it's and then it's just like that. Just like wasn't a, actually a thing. No. They just like pretended it was. And she starts like screaming at her dad, like yeah. saying some of the meanest things I've ever heard. Yeah, <laughs> they cut deep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I know. It was like Bruce Willis really got shit on in this film. <laughs> I will they say... They made him seem like the biggest sad sack in the world. <laughs> like, a genuinely good performance by Bruce Willis. I, like... His especially do- the circumstances. Especially the circumstances. For what this movie is, he was, like, yep. delivering the lines in the best way he could have. Like, oh, yeah, they this were... is like a murray and space jam level performance where yes. he's surrounded by non-existent characters mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> he still gives a pretty good performance <laughs> oh i mean yeah the like the best parts about it for me like well, like unironically bruce willis but yeah. ironically the writing like yeah like the writing is literally hilarious um but i think everything else is awful <laughs> yep i mean um, the explosions were kind of cool no, I mean, yeah, the action was good. Explosions, a lot of, and there was a lot of them. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, exactly. It was just excessive. It was way too much. Oh yeah, it was. It was like Michael Bay directed it almost. Yeah, I w- I want to watch more of Tony Scott's films because because of this. Because of this, it's just so. It is like so on the opposite end of what I like, to a point where it's really entertaining <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it is so off the spectrum no, it's, at, it is one of those things where it's you care so little about the type of film it is mm-hmm. that it's more of like you don't have to think at all because you don't even care about critiquing it exactly that's i i cared at first and then as soon as some of the lines came in it's like <laughs> all right as soon as the line <laughs> you tripped slipped on the floor and accidentally stuck your dick in my wife came in <laughs> <laughs> there was the uh, there's the one that was like happy birthday go buy yourself a new pair of pants <laughs> for some reason that got me i couldn't i was uh i loved it but i also yeah. hated it <laughs> right oh uh, yeah it's like a film that is is fun to watch but you would never like recommend to anyone oh, without no. huge disclaimers no. about how it's only fun to watch because it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's probably my favorite film that we've you've recommended on this 
podcast. Seriously? <laughs> Not favorite, like this is the best movie, but it's the I had the most unexpected. I guess it's because I went in with really low expectations. Yeah. Like I didn't have a good time watching Kangaroo Jack or Grease. Mm-hmm. I was just like, this is stupid. But this, I was I'm... like, I'm, I'm. This is great. <laughs> you know, I feel like people listening probably already knew this, but you kind of did just uh, dox the fact that every terrible film we watch was my idea. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I suggested Grease, and that was maybe the most unenjoyable experience. Because it was just so you know, bland. Not the worst movie, but yeah, just I. The thing is, at least the songs perk that one up. I will agree that Kangaroo Jack was probably the least. Is what I would say. That was probably that the least was, enjoyable. But Grease was probably was, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kangaroo yeah, Jack meatballs, was kind of meat, not terrible. Meatballs. I'm really. Here's the thing. Yeah, when it's not like a objectively terrible movie, like Kangaroo Jack, you're recommending some good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> thank you like stuff that because you know everybody's got the i don't know yep. how to describe this but yeah yeah i i don't know i don't know how i'm very in the middle with the rating i think i gave it a three and a half which is i feel too three high. and a half that's way too high <laughs> that means that you like genuinely liked it is what i would if, if i just saw karsten uh last boy's got three and a half stars i'd be like what a moron <laughs> I've Has been, this guy ever I, seen a good film? I read some Does of the Does this guy reviews? even like Lady Bird? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it, it's up there with... Well, I'm not going to say Lady Bird. Those are fives. Uh, but reading some of the reviews <laughs> are hilarious. They're like, Tony Scott's masterpiece. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, unironically. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would... Maybe, okay... I'm going at the lowest three. Okay, I would go two and a half. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I, it's like it's very watchable. Mm-hmm. But that's because you don't need to think at all, and there's like a lot of action to keep you occupied. Exactly. Like it's I can, like a Steven Seagal movie if Steven Seagal could act. <laughs> this is that's like the fifth Steven Seagal name drop on this podcast, I think. We still Maybe. haven't watched one of those. I haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, I laughed too much for me to go. Like, I had too good of a time. Yeah. Like, oh, I no. Ha- it's, I have it's to be honest movie. with myself. I <laughs> I would watch it again. Um, especially <laughs> in a theater. I would love this to be at, like, the music box. That must be <laughs> ridiculous. I don't know. But not... I'd go with you. Yeah, for sure. Would you... <laughs> Would you like to get into some questions? Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> Thank God you said yes. Uh, these ones come, well, they all, not just these ones, they always do. They come from the Carscast subreddit, which is r slash Carscast. We have memes going on. We have questions. If you want to be involved uh, and maybe get your name mentioned or your question asked in the podcast, make sure to subscribe. Uh... But for now, we got these three. This one comes from Jay Westy West, uh, which is, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Um, it's pr- so, so I I need you to start this one. Well, uh, so because I'm home in Florida, mm-hmm. um, literally my mom went grocery shopping oh. today and bought Klondike bars. No way. So 
I guess I would walk upstairs. And get... <laughs> 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 All right. Can I be honest? You don't like Klondike bars. I've never had a Klondike bar. Um, oh, that's worse. Yeah, yeah I would I... say Klondike bars are like just okay. I don't love them. Really? Are they frozen? Is that a thing? Like, are they? Yes, they're frozen. Okay. They're, they're ice cream. They're ice cream. Okay. I didn't. I yeah. If, if it's if you get a Klondike bar and it's not frozen, there's huge problems about to happen when you unwrap that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Is it it's like going to go everywhere? <laughs> Is it just Honestly, like... if that's the case, it shouldn't even have a shape to it. <laughs> it's a glob. Because <laughs> it's, it's a chocolate. Puddle. It's just yeah, chocolate. It's, it's like, yeah, it's chocolate where inside is ice cream. So it's just like a chocolate square that's like dipped in, in... Or no, sorry. An ice cream square that's dipped in chocolate. So it's like the dipped cones from Dairy Queen. Except for there's no cone. It's just it's chocolate just a... surrounding ice cream. Oh, and it's... Oh, it's just a bar. Huh. Yep. I'll have to try... I'm not... You know, I'm I'm not crazy about that flavor combination. Like, I don't like the dipped chocolate ice cream thing. I don't much. love it either. So I'm not I'm not doing a whole lot for a Klondike bar. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, you're you're not paying money. That's for sure. I'm if you get not, offered one, I'm, you would try it once. I no, yeah, I'll certainly not go to Florida and have one of the Klondike bars your mom bought. Well, today. you know what? My mom <laughs> didn't offer one to you. Okay, well, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I, I can't say. I But while, okay, while we're on the topic of ice cream, really quick, Dairy Queen, uh, they got this blizzard that I've been having while I'm back because, you know, there is no Dairy Queen in Paris. I've missed it. Uh, they have this Royal uh, Cheesecake, New York Cheesecake blizzard. Amazing. Uh-huh. Just have to drop that real quick. Yeah, how, so you kind of like are pretty fluent in French now. Uh, mm. How do you, <laughs> how do you say uh, Dairy Queen in French? Le, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I have no idea. Le, I know ice cream. It's glass. It's le femme glass. That's the that's the ice cream woman. What? That's the <laughs> that's the closest I can get is ice cream woman. I can't do Dairy Queen though. I can't. <laughs> the closest you can get is ice cream woman. <laughs> le glass, le femme de, de glace. <laughs> Imagine you just like walking around trying to look for a Dairy Queen of Paris, and that's what you're telling people. <laughs> le femme de glace, s'il vous plaît. I can't believe I spent three months in Paris, and that's I ca- I don't know any French. Yeah, and you didn't even learn the name of a restaurant that doesn't exist in <laughs> okay apparently dairy is also dairy in so it's dairy uh and then queen they're both oh wait i'm typing this in the french <laughs> okay wait <laughs> give me a second give me a second we're getting this it is okay rien de la so glad we got that settled. Uh. Yep, we sorted that one. So if you're ever in Paris and, and you, you want, want to ask someone where a restaurant that does not exist in France is, and that's you know, yeah, go for it. You go. You learn something on can, this podcast. I today. can get that full phrase. It's où est le reine de la? I already forgot. Anyways, 
I am going to cut yep. it before some people that speak good French <laughs> <laughs> start commenting like, <laughs> uh, so anyways, that's what I do for yeah. a Klondike bar. <laughs> yeah. When I was in Paris in December, mm-hmm. uh, first I went on like a, like a two hour walk. Cause I kind of was staying just outside the city and I like walked all the way mm-hmm. there. Cause I'm like, yeah, this would be a fun walk. Um, like four different people asked me for directions really in english or french oh in french like they all thought yeah so it was apparently i look very french yeah no you actually you know what now that i think about it you totally do you have a french look which Uh, i mean i'm like i think i'm like maybe 10 percent french germany area that's cool were you staying? Not, not a lot. Were you staying like north or south or west? I was or... staying east. Mostly, I believe I was staying slightly south and mostly east. Ah, nice. That's the yeah. one area I'm very unfamiliar with. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, there. It was this area that's known because like, ten <clears> percent <throat> of all people who live there were from the same African country. Oh. And it, it was i forget which country it was though that's cool though but yeah it was interesting yeah, yeah it was like yeah because nice. it wasn't like that big of an african country yeah yeah to where yeah, you would yeah. expect 10 percent of all people to be from there yeah well yeah it was cool i stayed at like this uh this kind of like hostel that was like it was a hostel but it was all like individual rooms oh that's cool yeah it was, I, was, I liked it nice nice well, it was in a park Ooh, that's very on brand for paris <laughs> <laughs> uh now anyways uh, yep that concludes uh carson and jeff talking about paris car. oh that too uh, i so, forgot that was like what we were still talking about technically <laughs> this next one comes from dr aneurysm i'm pretty sure we've answered a few of their questions uh this one is what is your end goal with the podcast uh that's actually a good question nice to get meta you have not talked about that no, we haven't, we like, not even offline, as in like not on the podcast, have we talked about this? We've never. Yeah, we've talked about like some intermediate goals. Mm-hmm. If anyone's curious, this was a very, I would say like uh, spontaneous decision to make this yeah, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> because I had been doing some like podcast adjacent things with my brother who does some podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we actually had a class, uh, that ended like not even the same class, but we had classes that ended at the same time Mm -hmm. and then we would ride the train back together and then we start talking about doing one. Yeah. And here we are. And then, and then we did it. That was really the whole story. (laughs) And now we're seven, 17 episodes deep. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what the end goal is though. I think I'm just having... A good time all right i'm gonna give us like a i'm gonna give us an end goal you ready okay here we go to make to become so famous and make so much money doing this one podcast that this is our only job that's actually that would be really nice <laughs> right yeah just work like five hours a week right a little un. well you know i there's a lot of people like joe rogan that's his whole thing Oh yeah, but right. We're gonna be the Joe Rogan of movie podcasts, where films. we barely talk about the movie. Yeah, <laughs> and then say something controversial. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's what we get. Those clicks. We yeah. gotta, you know, what we gotta do. We gotta start renaming. We should rename this podcast something that's gonna get more clicks, like 
Joe Rogan likes movies or something. <laughs> the, the the Joe the Joe cast Rogan cast. The Joe yeah the Joe cast <laughs> movie again. <laughs> you know what? I don't know how much you know about Joe Rogan, but I bet he. Oh, I enough. I bet he loves the Last Boy Scout. You know. Probably. I yeah. just get I that, that vibe. That. <laughs> uh. I've never actually yeah. listened to any of his podcasts ever. I have not either, <clears throat> and that is on purpose. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm doing just fine without it. Yes. Um, but yeah. So I mean, if I if this could overtake my YouTube channel, that's the you know, that's the, that that yeah. sounds mean. I like doing the YouTube channel, so I don't know why I said that, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you can. There's room <clears throat> for both. I can do both. Yeah. If those, if that is my entire life, this and the YouTube channel, awesome. Which is now what it, uh, yeah, yeah. In order to make that happen, you guys <clears throat> just gotta, you guys gotta make a grassroots effort here to expand the podcast. Yeah, uh, we're talking. You gotta make your own handmade flyers and hand them to people. Uh, okay, don't <laughs> do that. <laughs> make like missing pet signs with a pet and everything, but in like the detailed description, be like, just kidding. Listen to the cars cast. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, that's I don't know. Yeah, it's just to uh, you know make I guess some money yeah. doing this would be fun. I mean, we don't really do it for that reason. It's just fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you know, if we could make a little bit of money, that'd yeah, be cool. We'll get there someday. We're still getting our thing together. Um, this next one comes from Saelisophon. It's, you know, uh, it is, what is the worst performance you've seen from an actor that you like and slash or one that generally gives a good performance? That was the worst way of saying and or. I didn't need to say slash, but anyways. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what did I, as, what would you say? So I forgot that you sent me these questions <clears throat> beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot. I did And too. I did not, because this is like a real like thinker. Mm-hmm. The other ones we could just like talk off the cuff and just be like, "Hey, this, you know, mm-hmm. um, this one I can't do that because I would just be giving an arbitrary name and performance, and I would not stand behind it." Yeah. Um, what if I said Daniel Radcliffe in, in Harry Potter, the whole series? <laughs> I only liked him in Swiss Army Man. That's it. <laughs> I mean, that I, whatever that that unicorn thing was. Not the hottest take, wasn't he? Didn't he play like a? He played a Nazi daniel radcliffe in like one of his movies or maybe he killed nazis he did something say, involving... he does not look like a he doesn't look like a nazi he like shaved his head and i remember like seeing a poster with him on it with a swastika and they were like daniel radcliffe's a nazi and i was like what <laughs> what if it was just his lightning <laughs> scar but they added two extra lines <laughs> i this is really like i genuinely uh philip seymour hoffman in along came polly is I, it's not a horrible performance, but you know, it's not some of his best work. It is embarrassingly my first Philip Seymour Hoffman movie. Uh, so every everything after that, I was like, "Oh, this is the guy from Along Came Polly," while watching something like <laughs> Synecdoche, New York, which, by the way, is amazing. But we won't get into that now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, there's probably like a way better answer, but I also did not think this through that much yeah this is <clears throat> this might be our worst answer for a q a yeah ever. 
You know what? Where we read I... the question and said, oh, here's <laughs> two answers that we both don't stand behind. I'll give a, I'll give a relevant one. I really, this might be a hot take. I like Rami Malek as a actor because in Mr. Robot, he's amazing. And I didn't like his performances, Freddie Mercury. I thought, okay. I mean, it wasn't. Let's see, that's a real answer. It wasn't a bad performance, but it wasn't Oscar worthy. And it was also lip syncing and kind of just an impression. He was the best part about the movie, but, you know, compared to Mr. Robot, I will say that's not an enjoyable one. Um, yeah. But again, yeah, it's still a decent performance. I don't want to. It's tough. It's hard to give a bad performance as a good actor. Right. That's really what we're talking about. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. Well, anyways, if that's all you have to say, that's kind of all I have to say. We can get into recommendations. Which is perfect because uh, this one is supposed to be shorter because you did a segment beforehand. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it's this is going to be a, definitely a, a longer. This is an over episode uh, How podcast. How long was the first segment? It was like 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. This is yeah. a hefty boy. Yeah, we, we talked about that movie. Um which is again yeah, well we talked about the last boy scout as well we did <laughs> two very different discussions now that i look at it um well anyways i would like to recommend because i've been wanting to talk about it is uh mario maker 2 on the nintendo switch i played it a lot this past week and i'm having a blast with it it is worth more than 60 dollars. it it only costs 60 dollars. i don't want to say only that's still a hefty yep. amount of money <laughs> but it's <clears throat> you know how you like buy video games my big thing about video games is like they better like they like they're expensive they're definitely the most expensive art for sure. form because movies it's like 12 dollars max for a ticket sometimes like eight like these are like 60 so I, i'm very careful with them and this one is just so beyond worth it i will be playing it for a very long time because you got unlimited yeah. levels and yeah i don't know you can make levels. all uh play yours when uh we're yes. both back in chicago which will be in one week hell yeah because i'm gonna get back on in two days oh man it's exciting stuff um i think we'll plan like a game night and do some we should mario party some mario maker some mario kart and some smash you know what's crazy <laughs> uh what the fourth episode of the card was that the last <laughs> one we did together uh yeah it was i so, think yeah Wait, so we've done, is that like 13 since? We, yeah. We, <laughs> most of this podcast happened without me and Jeff being in the same room. That's funny. Uh, Almost all of it. All of it, yeah. Anyways, yeah. Uh, make sure to check it out. And I tweeted out one of the levels that I made. People are saying it's hard, and that was my goal. So check that out. Jeff? Oh, yeah, what do I have to recommend? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I recommend you buying all your stamps from stamps.com. No, that sounds like a, <laughs> just a fake ad read. <laughs> People are like, what? Uh, I recommend my parents' uh, home. Uh, this was the home I grew up in mm. uh, from ages 10 to 18. Did you uh, Have you lived in Florida all your life, like before moving I, to Chicago? Yeah, I lived in Florida for... Yeah, so uh, I moved to Chicago when I was 23. Mm. So, gotcha. yeah, I lived in Florida for 23 years. So that's why I'm like I am. 
All right. <laughs> that explains a lot. Um, <laughs> well, that's cool. I'll make sure to check yeah. it out sometime. <laughs> yeah, if, although they're probably going to sell it soon just because, you know, it's probably going to be underwater in like 20 years. Oh, yeah. That is terrifying to think about. <laughs> Can we talk about the earthquakes in L.A.? Yeah, my sister uh, lives in L.A. Oh, is she okay? But she w- Well, she was here visiting. Mm, that's convenient. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, no, and, uh, but yeah, it was, yeah, her, where she lives was fine. She le- said she left a backpack, uh, standing up on her bed, mm. and, uh, they have, like, cameras, uh, and they looked, and the backpack was still standing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Must be a yep. lot in okay, that backpack. Okay, I got one last thing to recommend, because I'm in my childhood home, and I just saw my old Michael Jordan from, uh, Space Jam action figure. Oh, is that what you're recommending? Uh, I'm going to recommend this. Yeah, it's an action figure that came out in 1996. Uh, so I've had it for 23 years. Um, action figure is older than me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, and if you so if you press the button on his back, he says two things. And it's, I really enjoyed playing with you guys, and let's play some basketball. So I haven't pressed this button in a long time, so let's see if it still works. Let's play some basketball. Yes! There you go. <laughs> that, is, that is way funnier than it should be. <laughs> of all the phrases, just, I really enjoyed playing with you guys. That's so wholesome. That <laughs> is so good. Oh, uh, my God. The problem is that with the inflection, it sounds like the order he should say them in is, I really enjoyed playing with you guys. Let's play some basketball. But it's the opposite. Like, that obviously makes no sense. <laughs> Let's play some basketball. I really enjoyed playing with you guys. Because they just cut the clip. They didn't even have them like re-record them for the action figure. They just cut those literal dialogue lines from the film. Yeah. And like, so he was in. The, he was halfway through sentences while he was saying them. Besides, let's play some basketball. Like he was. They really enjoyed playing with you guys. It was like he obviously said something beforehand that like led into that. Yeah. So it makes it. It just sounds weird. But yeah. That is, in my opinion, the best recommendation we've had on here so far. That is... It's it's very it's the most specific. <laughs> it's the exact kind of content I expect. Yeah, so if you want to look that up on Amazon, you can probably find a used one of those for like a lot of money. Yeah, probably. You know, it's weird though. Like, it's pretty tall. It's probably a foot tall. This action figure. Whoa! And uh, for some reason, they decided to give him very veiny legs. (laughs) (laughs) What if they had like leg hair? Like realistic. Yeah. <laughs> well, his hands are really like giant, but one of them you, they had like a basketball you could place in his hand. Oh uh, yeah. But again, like I can't get over how veiny his legs are. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Anyways, it's... yeah. So that's what I recommend. <clears throat> I will definitely be checking that out. Um, <laughs> we look it up online. <laughs> Sales are through the roof after this episode. <laughs> um. Well. If that's everything you have to say, we can get into the review, the review. of the day. <clears throat> All right. This one comes from Duke Spillis. I don't know. Uh, subject line, great podcast, five stars. It goes, this would be the perfect podcast if it was only renamed to Jeff Cast Movie Karst. I can forgive it for now, but please start working on that. Also, have Cookie on again. Also, Jeff, watch more movies. Also, have Ralph Seppi on. Thanks. Big Nasty. Uh, thanks, all right thanks duke we will take that. i agree that my <clears throat> name should be in the title of this 
I agree too. Is it too? We can make well. We can make uh, Karst. Uh, Karst. Why don't we make it Karst cast movie Jeff? I feel no. like the problem with uh, you know now that we're we're talking this through, I think that that would be really. <laughs> Um, for people who don't already listen, that'd be really confusing as to what this yeah. <laughs> podcast is about. That's I was gonna say, Karst Jeff movie cast, but that's I think more but confusing. That's just, that's just uh, <laughs> that's. Oh man, I'm forgetting what the the name is for when you mash two things together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, portmanteau. That would be a portmanteau. I've never heard that term. Actually, I don't know if that would be. That's like <laughs> Texarkana. It's like Texas and Arkansas. I guess it would be a portmanteau of our names. Yeah. Yeah. Minnesconsin. Like Minnesota. Minnesconsin. <laughs> um, well, anyways, thanks, Duke. Or Big Nasty, however you want to be referred to. Yeah, as. and we will definitely have Cookie on again at some mm-hmm. point. We can... Unless she doesn't want to be, we're not going to force her to be on. No, it. yeah. I would love to have it's... Cookie on again. Um, yeah. And I will also work on maybe getting Ralph on because uh, he's cool. Anyways. Um, and this is gonna be the longest episode by far, by like oh, twenty minutes. By yeah, and you know what? This is it's a double feature. It's a special. Yeah, if you've made it this far, uh, we apologize. <laughs> We're sorry for wasting your time. Um, well, if you have anything else to add, Jeff, please, I I don't. We should end it. This has been so long. <laughs> please, please say what you need to say. Um, catch on the flip side. Uh, catch you on the flip side. Flip side.